right, man. Welcome to the first episode, man, of the podcast, the IKEA podcast. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Uh, I'm just happy that we can finally do this. And uh, yeah, let's shoot, brother. How are you doing in this lockdown? No, no, no. Steady, bro. Um, like I said, um, what's it? We've, we've learned a lot in this time. I just appreciate what you got and take each day. As it comes, don't yeah. don't plan to move far ahead in the future, you know? Yeah, I think it has taught us that everything in life is temporary, eh? Yeah, 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 100%, 100%. Yeah. Tell me about yourself a little bit, man. Um, born and bred is London. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Accountant by profession, author by, <laughs> is it? Moonlight, Moonlight, my brother. <laughs> it's yeah. <a> like <laughs> yeah um yeah that's pretty much it as a nutshell um once it went to Rhodes University graduated 2008 um accounting and yeah I've been um, once doing this accounting work um since well I started at the bank um mm-hmm. I actually hated that with a passion um just because I wasn't using my mind at all the job mm-hmm. just requires to follow procedures and everything. So then I kind of left that and did my articles. And then I got signed off in 2016. And then, yeah, I've been like, what's it doing gigs since as an accountant? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then when did the authorship come in? Um, when did you realize that now, wow, I actually need to write my first um, body of work? Um, it was in 2012, uh, during the Marikana incident, um, and what happened was a couple of friends of mine were arguing, my cousin and my, my sister, not arguing, they were debating, and I kind of, I just loved the back and forth tennis vibe that they had going in terms of facts mm-hmm. and everything, and I, I kind of just wished I had that skill set of being able to throw facts at something and what's it argue from that that point of view, you know? So then I was like, yeah. why don't you just yeah. write um, based on that? And that's how Corners of My Soul started. It started writing in 2013. I actually finished um, finished 2016. Yeah. Huh. Wow, time flies. Only finished it in 2016. Awesome stuff, man. So, yeah, so you hated it at the bank um, and you were like, okay. Um, what can I, what else can I do? Um, I've got the net for writing, I'm a wordsmith. Uh, let me just write uh, my first novel. How did Corners of My Soul actually come about? So, um, <clears throat> I was sitting at a braai with my cousin and my sister, and um, they were arguing about who was to blame for the Marikana incident. And mm-hmm. um, was it the capitalist? Was it the labor unions? Was it um, was it the the what's it the the the, the miners themselves? Um, mm-hmm. So the way in which they were arguing kind of just um, inspired me. I was like, I wish I could argue like that about yeah. something that matters to me. And at the time, the political landscape was still shady. I think we were four years in with Jay Z. Uh, yeah. Tabumbeki had left two thousand and eight, right? So we were yeah, four yeah. years in with um, Jay-Z 
and we weren't really seeing much and everything. So politically, and I think EFF was already picking up traction. Um, yeah. Where I'm going with this is the political landscape was kind of something that I wanted to write about, just argumentatively. Um, yeah. To to create a uh, uh, what's it a narrative, but of a youth or a civilian, mm. and that's what corners of my soul is is about. Actually, it's a narrative of a youth, but set in Sierra Leone where they had a civil war. Um, and so what I try to do was create like a cautionary tale that what's it if governance is not in place. That's where a country can end up, you know. Um, yeah, and that's 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 where the inspiration came from. Awesome stuff. So you have in total uh, four books now, including your debut novel, um, Corners of My Soul. The other three, I understand, are short stories. Um, do you mind just running down their names um, um, from the earliest one you did after Corners of My Soul to the last one you did? So here's a funny thing. They were all published at the same time. <laughs> um, what, what the, just to give you a backdrop, what the project yeah. was, 20, 2019, the project was literally write a short story every month because what I was trying to do was exercise the creative muscle. Yeah. Um, and that's how it came about. Um, by month three, I was like, yo, this is too much work because... You have a good idea. You might as well what's it fine tune it, and that that's how uh, Pinocchio's Secret and Park to Hadfield were the ones that I was like, okay, I'm happy with these stories. Let me see if I can develop them into a nice good story. Yeah. Um, let me quickly just go through them. It's Park to Hadfield. It's a story about a mother who loses a child on the train. Um, Pinocchio's Secret is about a girl um a lady who finds out that she's pregnant um with um with a married man's child but she was not aware that the man is married and yeah. then um what's a cor uh, corner western lynching is about a guy who's selling food on the side of the road um to try and build his um dot com um business so to speak yeah it yeah company and everything you know um so the the inspiration for all these like i said initially it was just to write stories just to exercise the idea of writing stories yeah but yeah picking basic topics so for example park to hatfield i just came up with it when i was in the train i felt that the, we were all congested on the how train and i was like hmm this could be a story and then i worked out storyline based on that situation um pinocchio's secret i kind of had that for quite some time um i went through a phase after corners of my soul where i was just writing but i wasn't publishing so yeah almost like keeping a diary kind of vibes but not a diary if you know what i mean like it yeah, wasn't yeah. like today i felt like no it's just writing ideas and everything. And so what then I decided to take those ideas and make a story out of them. And so that's how we came up with Pinocchio's Secret. So out of all those, would you say you've got your favorite and uh, what makes it your favorite body of work so far? 
No, actually, <laughs> funniest thing, no. Um, so this is the beauty about what we do is once you finish, you leave. Like we are heartbreak kid right here. Like, because yeah. as soon as I finish the project and it's out there, I'm already so on the next one. <laughs> retrospectively, when you look when 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 you you look at corners of my soul, uh, just to give an analogy, uh, that would be your get rich or die trying album. You know, you want to be this yeah. this 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 author. You you give everything in it. Um, and yeah. then it drops, and then people receive it the way they receive it. Um, and then you look at you look at yourself as an author, and you'll be like, "Wow, I finally, you know, got rid of the proverb, uh, proverbial monkey on my back, and I've actually put pen to paper, published, self-published um, um, my first novel, and yeah. I'm writing another one." Um, do I make it better than the first one? Where's where, where's your space right now? Where's your head at when you look at um, that first body of work? Um, I appreciate it for for its authenticity. Um, yeah. Uh, let's let's keep it let's keep it one hundred. That's what they say on these things now. Okay. Um, <laughs> what's it? <laughs> Go back to hip hop. Um, J Cole. The warm-up, the mixtape. These are mixtapes, yeah. my man. Yeah. And no matter what, like, J. Cole signed, and I mean, I've been watching a lot of um, interviews with J. Cole and literally mentored by, um, what's his name now? Um, uh, no ID, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. One of the great, greatest producers out there, okay? This guy has been around, mentored. And you can literally hear the sound has changed from the J. Cole that we were listening to what's it when he was doing the warm-up and all this stuff to yeah. the sound that he does now he yeah, literally I guess samples. every 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 artist evolves um exactly. in, their own, in their own way yeah and that that's where i'm going with this so i can't pick something and say i i loved this element because i was in a different yeah. mindset that's another thing that you need to realize with these books yeah is the mindset when you're writing them totally different and that's why I'm talking about letting go, because it's almost like it's therapeutic. As soon as yeah. I finished Corners of My Soul, my mindset just changed. I was like onto the next thing. And yeah. not in terms of writing, just in terms of life challenges. I looked at them differently after having done that. Do you get what I'm saying? It's so, a good thing, because um, the reason I asked that was that, um, you know, it happens to certain artists where you can't make um a product or a board of, of work better than your first um offering um you you i think what, what do they call it in music that sophomore case or something where your second album is just a flop or it, it uh, and I, it's just downhill from there and you just get that I, yeah, creative but that's that's yeah that's only when you come out with a bang right yeah. and the beauty of this, the, the the industry, this is like stand-up comedy, dog. There is no stand-up comedian who went out on their first time and got, yeah. got it right. There is no Send such comedian. He dropped the mic and be like, wow, bam. No, you flop every time when you go out the first time, okay? Every comedian yeah. will tell you that. So it's, and when I say flop, I, because it wasn't a flop, but yeah. I'm just saying, what's it? The the, the 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 
that pressure that you're talking about within the music industry doesn't exist mm-hmm. here because the bar is so low. Um, yeah. So there's just no, there's no way you're going to be like, oh, wow, the second one wasn't that great. I mean, yeah. very few people, um, even um, the lady who wrote um, Fifty Shades. Yeah. She had a, she she actually it's not her debut novel. Everyone's like it's a de- debut novel. No, she was on um the web um on the internet, one of these fan fiction sites. So she built a following on that site, and that's where the marketability came into the game. Um by that I'm saying that what's at whereas we traditional people, we write and we just put it out. We haven't done the marketing work that she had done. She published Fifty Shades of Grey. She most probably had a following of a million people already. Yeah. You're going to be a bestseller at that level, dog. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no. no, I get get that point. And as a um, self-published author, how's the the industry, man? Um, How do you navigate uh, trying to, you know, get your work out there, people to read? um, or access your work uh, while you, you you're funding it um, from your pocket. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a bloodbath, mate. It's a bloodbath. That's all I can say. Um, mainly because um, you've got to be jack of all trades, mm-hmm. which inevitably leads you to be master of none. You don't you don't focus enough time on your writing, um, because you're busy trying to push content. Um, you don't spend enough time on the marketing because your mind is already moving on to the next project. Marketing in itself needs to have a budget. I never understood that until I started doing this. Mm-hmm. I always thought that um, word of mouth is normally good enough. If your product, and I used to be so um, cocky about this one, I'd be like, no, but if your product is good enough. People are going to like it. No, <laughs> it don't work like that. They need to learn to trust your product. That's that's quite an. I'm sorry to to interject there. That's quite an important um, uh, uh, point there. How do you package? How do you package something like a book to actually look and feel legit? Because uh, I suppose with this industry, uh, first impressions count, right? Um, yeah. How I see uh, how you look and how you, you 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 write your captions on your social media profiles and be like, is this guy really good? Because yeah. from what he just wrote on his social media, I doubt I'd enjoy reading the book that he claims um, as yeah. a potential bestseller. Yeah, no, um, that's actually a valid uh, what's it point because what's it a friend of mine um, actually went to varsity with him. He also he was um, he claimed to have written a couple of books. Um, I haven't seen any of his books, but like you're saying. His comments on social media were so outrageous that yeah. there was no there was no hunger to even go look for his books. Like I've never Googled anything because his stuff was so outlandish. Just his um, commentary on on social media. Um, so with what you're saying, uh, just, I'm going to go back to the uh, to answer your question. But I like that point that sometimes you yeah. need to look at yourself to in totality. Um, what are mm-hmm. you selling? Um, yes, it's a book, but do you look the part? Do you, do yeah. you sound the part? Um, uh, what's it? Are you actually the part? Let's not say sound, because yeah. 
I also feel there's a lot of people that are pretentious. Right now, I'm, I actually today, I, I kind of blocked a lot of people that I know who are writers because I found it was disingenuous what they were doing. Everything, every single post is some deep philosophical thing that has no weight. Um, a friend of mine used to say fake deep. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, um, uh, you, you, with social media, it's, quite, it's actually quite tricky because um, sometimes you'll be like, is this person always just in writer mode or are they Dude, always you know in philosophical mode? No, um, no, you can't live like that. Is there a certain aspect of their life that we want to see as uh, lovers of, I mean, as lovers of their work? Do we really want to see a certain aspect of their life or should we just focus on their work and what they really portray on the socials does not necessarily translate to uh, what they put po uh, pen and paper to? Yeah, uh, but no, if you, that makes sense. What I understand, he's coming from an angle of business, you know? Yeah. Um, by that I mean, he's, his books are very um, motivational and everything. So his target audience has been luckily, um, what's it? It's gone between the youth as well as the old older generation. Um, yeah. But I still don't feel like there's a truth to his work. By work, I'm talking about... That, do you think that's important for authors, though? The, the best authors, my favorite authors are those guys. Um, the guys that just did not conform. Um, I'm not saying go out of your way to say something that's off the, off the radar, but yeah. just be real with the, with the authenticity of who you are and what you're portraying. Um, it would be fun though sometimes to to see. It's almost like um, I don't know. I don't think you were really in the work environment. Um, you've been self-employed for quite some time. But yeah. I always um, what's it? The craziest was seeing a senior manager, like at a star function. This guy without the hat, the office hat. And, and they, you see a different side to him, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that actually drew you towards the person. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It, no. It's what actually creates you to be like, no, this person, I need to, because he's so good at the professional stuff and he's really professional. But here he is popping jokes and really good jokes. And, and to, then come Monday, he's going to give you a warning and you'll be like, yo, dude, I don't care whether we're drinking together. I needed the yeah. report. First thing on my table. But he's he's good at what I'm going and getting at is for some reason, I would fight for that. I yeah. liked those guys because I was like, okay, well, there's a time to play and there's a time to work. And he yeah. clearly understands that principle, right? So the same thing, let's bring it back to the social media, is yes, I write all this deep, 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 deep stuff. But at the end of the day, I'm also a G. I'm yeah. also just a brother. I'm a cousin. I'm a, I'm a father. Do you yeah. hear what I'm saying? We want to see that. You can't tell me that every time you go see your, your brother and your cousin, all you talk about is political issues. Uh -huh. Point taken. I hear you, man. I hear you very well. Um, it's quite interesting uh, just trying to find the balance with socials and uh, the, the craft, you know? Um, I think for, 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 for just the sake of time, I just wanted to run through a few other things that um, 
we had planned here to talk about. Uh, yeah, so Sia, what is the future for you, man, in terms of the writing? Obviously, um, lockdown, you've been quite busy with a uh, whole lot of new material. Um, are, are we expecting more of the same or diversion or a blend of what you, you started with or what's in store for us? readers i love this question because it ties to one of the questions that you asked previously um in terms of what's my favorite body of work etc so yeah. what i've done now is i've catapulted off the energy that i got on the previous works those short stories so yeah. by that i'm saying i've just grown in terms of fine-tuning that craft um, do new pro new material. Don't get me wrong, but I'm saying that I'm keep I kept the same energy and I'm pumping more material based on that same energy and what's yeah. it catapulting it further. So there's new projects, but um, again, it's uh, it's touch and go because I'm I'm coming of age when it comes to writing. So um, oh, what's it? One of the things that I'm learning. I'm learning a lot about myself over this time because remember I started writing in 2013. So how many years mm -hmm. is that? That's seven, seven yeah, years yeah. in the game. Yeah. Seven years in the game. Okay. Um, I'm I'm finally coming of age in terms of learning how to 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 put my craft together. I mean, now I'm I literally work formula based now, dog. That's how real it is. So mm -hmm. I come up with an idea. I've got a spreadsheet that I open up immediately as soon as I come up with an idea. It asks uh, eight questions. I answer those eight questions. And then I'm like, I ask the same eight questions within those eight questions. And there's my manuscript. And then I have a, another document to create the content in terms of mm -hmm. the, 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 the chapters themselves to, yeah. to simulate the chapters. Do you get what I'm saying? No, I get you. I get you. The craft is getting better. What the challenge is, and this is where I was trying to go, is the creativity. And that's, I used to try to study piano, right? I, I play a bit of piano and I used to study. One of these jazz pianists said, you need to get the theory and the practical, um, like your scales and your arpeggios down, locked down. Like that needs to be your bread and butter. Those are like basics, yeah. Yeah, once you can do those things with your eyes closed, the creative process becomes that much more easier, all right? And it's exactly the same here. Once you understand the basics of storytelling, um, yeah. like at its core, the basic, I mean, then it all, it's just about the story now. Like, what's it, what the idea is. Is the idea actually really good? Um, and that's why I'm like, I'm, I'm in beast mode right now because like, what's it? I'm just, ideas are coming to me. Um, and I'm just putting it down on paper and I'm like, I'll get to it when I get to it. It's like a factory dog and orders yeah, are coming up. Yeah. Orders are coming up. Mass production mode right now. And uh, no, just, as, no. just can't stop. Yeah. But, so, but I gotta so, be a Louis Vuitton, and I gotta <laughs> make sure that it's handmade. <laughs> you know, yeah. you, you can't rush it. Yeah. 
All right, man. So um, any uh, autobiography coming soon? And if you were to really get one out there, who would you want to really, really co collaborate with to actually um, put down or your life story? Uh, Across your mind I, or you just want to... Um, Across my mind a long time ago or a lot, um, even now... So if you ask your CNN, but CNN. Amen. You're asking a question that's like deep um, because I'm, I want to do it, but I'm scared to do it because mm -hmm. I've got a philosophy that what's it, an autobiography, you write that when you like, when you've accomplished yeah. like a lot. You, an autobiography is supposed to inspire and yeah. you can't inspire by having a narrative. I don't think you can ins inspire by a narrative. What you can inspire... I, 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 I tend to find that most most guys that... Well, not a lot, but you, you, most autobiographies is like a guy really just wanted um, a an opportunity to clear something out in his career. You'd be like... You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That incident so, um, during that time, that coach didn't want to do this, and it, it, it now becomes an opportunity for him to either trash talk or clear the air or whatever, and he no, knows that he found no. a moment. Yeah. Saying, what said, I, I need time on my belt. I need time yeah. on my belt so that I, because also contextualizing things is very important. Um, where what's it? Right now, the narrative, the, the same one that you're talking about, you're mm -hmm. looking you're looking eye to eye, right? At that moment when you're writing that, like as in, he's looking at the coach, seeing it like that. But when you've got 30 years uh, later, yeah. looking at that incident with the coach, the narrative is going to be totally different because you know that it wasn't out of malice or if the coach didn't do that, I wouldn't be where I am today. Do you get what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. the relativity concept is very important. And I just don't see myself writing something so deep at this age. Yeah. I can create deep stuff, but not of myself. I'm not that deep. <laughs> like, and and, and that, tell me, tell me, um, any chance or would you jump at the opportunity of your work being translated to other mediums, like screenplay, um, theater? I've actually been working with a couple of guys for that. Um, that's actually the... <laughs> um, what's it? There's this video... Of, no, man, no, no, no. There's this video of Puff Daddy, um, or, oh, well, Diddy, tuning his yeah. boys on Facebook, like, because... Um, and he's like, I, I worked so hard so that I don't have to do any work for myself, blah, 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 blah. So he's telling his boys that that's the hookup. So where I'm going with that is that's a hookup in this situation. My stories are built the way that they built so that they can be transcribed into another format like movie yeah. uh, format. That, that's always my hook. So whenever if you the next couple of stuff that you're going to read, you're going to see it. I mean, like I said, I've been talking to a lot of guys who do screenplays and they... They critiqued my current work. Yeah. Um, things, like, things like having too many characters. So a good screenplay has minimal characters, actually. 
like three, four at most. And yeah, <laughs> you know, that's, that's three that's main. One, uh, I can't believe I forgot to ask that. How do you how do you respond to criticism? Um, be it at now uh, when you're still trying to get um, at manuscript level and maybe at now published level where now it's a review. Um, how, how do you how do you deal with that as an artist? I know uh, or as a creative, a lot of people, a lot of creatives well, sometimes struggle with that. I'm blessed in that what's it? I don't think too much of myself. Um, mm -hmm. That's why that's where that comment about the the other writers who write too much stuff um, yeah. was going. That they've made this writing their identity, and they've lost themselves within it. Um, where where I'm going with that is so I know that I'm I've got a lot to learn in the game. So yeah. when someone criticizes. I'm like, okay, where can I improve? And I go back to the drawing board and I'm like, okay, the next one, make sure that you don't do this. Make sure that um, you're using too much slang. I mean, now, for example, the last three, um, yeah, the, the short stories, uh, because I told you what's it, I went crazy. Um, mm. Well, not crazy, well, let me rephrase that. Um, <laughs> the first one, <laughs> the first book, Corners of My Soul, I was doing it the way that I thought it's meant to be done, right? Formulate. Then the way. short story. Yeah, yeah. Then the short stories, I was like, you know what? Let me just express self and just write, you know? And I went ham on that. So now I'm kind of like just toning it down a bit and stuff. And in trying to cater for a bigger or wider audience, things have had to change. So for example, I'm trying my best now. I don't think I'm going to get it 100%, but most of the new work that's going to come out does not use any profanity. Yeah. Um, it's a PG-rated um, story. I don't have any more sex scenes. Um, do you okay. hear what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> I, uh, I hear you. I hear no, you. So, so, for example, Haruki Murakami, you've read... Uh, Haruki Murakami was right. Sputnik uh, Sweetheart. Oh, uh, Sputnik uh, Sweetheart. I think Sweetheart. that's the book that we yeah. read while we were still in varsity, right? And I, I told you, nah, kind of like cliffhanger type of vibes with that book. Yeah. No. Mm. Um. Anyway, I love I love um, Haruki Murakami. I just but one of the things that and I kind of bit off of him. So that's another thing yeah. you learn in writing is you bite a lot when you're starting out. But just like rappers, when rappers start off, they they yeah, sound like you're gonna, you're gonna you're gonna sound like your the the person that you studied, and yeah. pretty much until you find your own voice, you know. Yeah. So well, it's pretty much a, anything in art, and um, I've seen it with with the fine art with the fine art space as well. Um, yeah. a young guy really bases off his work of the guy that inspires him a lot, and yeah. until he really finds his own. Um, uh, um, style and uh, and tone and everything, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so it's the same thing here. What's it? So, Haruki Murakami, for example, like I said, he's got explicit sex scenes, and I was like, it was the first time I'd read any books. Okay, no, I've, I've read one or two, but people like John Grisham don't do, don't don't do profanity, don't do sex. Um, Stephen King also. No profanity, nothing. It's just it's somewhat clean. Um, you'll have yeah. one or two swear words. Do you get what I'm saying? But they try to keep yeah, their stuff 
really clean. Do you hear what I'm saying? So I was like, so okay. is that where, is that is that the direction that uh, you're going to take with with the um, yes. up and coming um, material? Yeah. yeah. Um, stand up comedy. They said the same thing. The guy was like, a, a re- to be really good as a stand up comedian, even on a writing level. So let's say, not that you're going to go and stand up and tell jokes, but you could write uh, um, scripts for people to tell jokes, etc. A real good comic will make a PG rated um, show. I like that you bring that point because um, over the years, when you look at the American um, comedians, there's just been a lot of profanity. And when you really strip it down to there's what nothing are these guys really saying, there's nothing else. Not a lot of guys are actually funny. Um, um, it's just <laughs> a lot of profanity. Did, did, I, did I ever, when we were still at Varsity at Rhodes, did I ever make you watch the stand-up that I was watching there? Because I got quite a lot of my stand-up there. Um, what's it? Bruce Bruce. Uh, he's a big, big dude. I remember um, Bruce Bruce. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand him now. Like, I can't watch anything <laughs> that he does. Uh, it, was a, it was a different era then. Um, and obviously now with better understanding of the, the art itself, um, you tend to say, ah, wow, but this guy wasn't really saying anything, you know? No. So he's got a, he, and, and my biggest problem was it was formulaic, like yeah. you said, where what's it? First thing he does is he uh, walks on stage, greets everyone. Then he's going to pick someone in the audience, mock them, mock them, mock three or four people. Then he goes into the same jokes that he said. And yeah. okay, yes, I know, I know, I know most comedians recycle jokes and everything, but I found that some the good comedians are able to mix them up a bit. So yeah. if you get good content, you're able to change it for the audience um, just slightly so that the person doesn't feel like they're watching something that they watched two years ago. Do you get what I'm yeah. saying? No, no, I get yeah. you. Nah, I get you. So yeah, man, what are you what are you reading locally? Um, are there any local artists that inspire you that you would also uh, want to? I just, you know, I just forgot his surname. Well, his name and surname, but <laughs> no, I how do you how do you how do you forget that? <laughs> oh, you haven't read his material first, or is it something that you would that that just inspires someone? That just I, inspires I, I enjoyed his writing, yo. I enjoyed his writing. Um, but again, again, um, some of the times you read the stuff and you're like, well, this is good, but this is not what I'm going for. <laughs> Cause you're looking for inspiration when you're reading stuff, you know what I mean? You, yeah. You're trying to find out, okay, what works, what doesn't. Um, the guy, he wrote pleasure, man. Um, a book about a guy who, um, has a lot of sexual encounters and everything. Um, Ntabi saying something. I forgot his yeah, I uh, forgot the full uh, name. I'm not, just, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a reader, man. Uh, I'll be honest. Yeah, and... sorry. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I, I'm I just consume, trying to prove a point. Art. Um, I think it's this one other important thing as well, because um um like they would say that, you know, um do do, do are we a reading nation? Perhaps we are not. Um I uh, I I'm, I don't read a lot of books, but I read a lot of editorials, a lot of long form blogs. 
uh, a lot of articles and things like that. Every now and then when I do get the chance, I do pick up a book and read it. But so you're a magazine guy, pretty much. Uh, well, not not well, not, not make it traditional, but do you get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. The, have you ever noticed that there are certain people who just appreciate the magazine form? Um, yeah. They won't read anything else, but you'll find stacks of magazines, even so, within the ma- males, like as in yeah. guys. I know guys who men's health. It's just stacked up there, like that's yeah. his thing. So but, should, just to get my point across. Who, uh, just to get my point across, I was saying that you, I don't want to come off as saying um, this guy who reads a lot of books and all. Every now and then, I try to, to to pick up a good book and read it. I'm a big fan of audiobooks now. Um, whenever I'm driving or I'm doing some work, put on my headsets and um, um, just listen to a book. Um, and speaking of that, uh, is something that we can expect from you in the future? Uh, it won't be done by me. Let's just say that. I've got that. I've got that. That voice. I probably would uh, narrate it for you as you walk. You, there. Yeah, you can look. You're gonna have to talk to <laughs> you. Have to talk to whoever comes to pitch it to me because it's not something. And that's another thing that I'm learning. Okay, is yeah. not. You uh, do I don't everything. want to say it like this. Not. Not. Don't do everything. Just stick. Stick to one thing yeah. and do it well, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, do it really, really well. The byproducts and all the other opportunities will come from it. And that's when you can start dabbling into it. But the notion yeah. of doing the audio books, um, doing screenplay writing, everything, before you've mastered basic writing, yeah. to me, I, that I don't like. Um, and I've had to learn that the hard way because, like I was saying earlier, what's it? Oh, you we were constantly trying because because of the self-publishing business. Um, what's it? You kind of you need to run it like a business, and you always need to be looking for opportunities. So now I've yeah. got my content hat on, and I'm looking for opportunities, but I don't have the energy. I don't have that. Do you that run energy. your own number? Do you what I mean by that? So you put you you take your accounting hat, put it in your writing hat, but also in that writing hat there is a business aspect of it. In that the books yeah. that you have to write have to be profitable, right? So no. is that something that you do all by yourself, or you've got uh, no, no, some... no, 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 um, dog? Um, what what's it? When I was working at FNB, the one thing I picked up at the bank. Measure what you treasure, homie. (laughs) So I I measure everything. Every time I post anything, I I have got a spreadsheet that keeps my reach and engagement figures. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But where I'm going with that is what's it? I keep all, I keep tally of all my numbers, every stat that I can get my hands on, which includes financial information too. Um, What's it? But I do it myself. Only because I, I think that's what my accounting um, experience was meant for. Uh, it's been nice uh, just uh, picking your brain over, over, over the industry, man. Hopefully, um, we get to see the new body of work after this lockdown or during this lockdown. And, uh, yeah, hopefully, it will all go well. And um, God bless with all your efforts, man. 
Any last few words? How do people actually get your work? That's the most important thing. Oh, um, okay. So you can go onto Amazon. Everything mm -hmm. is sold on um, Amazon um, right now and only on Amazon. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, on um, Kindle. Kindle, yeah, Amazon Kindle. So just Google. I mean, not go, yeah, look for the title that you're interested in. Um, Park to Hatfield, Corners of My Soul, Pinocchio Secret, and um, Corner West and Lantern. And then mm -hmm. um, stay stay updated with everything that I'm doing. Um, what's it? Through my social media on um, Sia Wright on Facebook and Sia mm Lamba -hmm. uh, on Twitter. I'm posting everything on like a daily basis. There, anything new, anything hot, it's there. Links, everything. I sweet brother man. Until next time, mate. Eh? Cool. All right, mate. Word. Cheers. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Remember to like, subscribe, and share. For more information, you can visit www.akio.co.za. Catch you guys on the next one.